Thanks, Juanita, and thank you, Steph. Good morning, everybody. It's always so encouraging to see your smiling faces. As Trevor said last, is there an echo here? I can hear my voice twice. Trevor said last week, this sermon series looks in detail at Acts 2, verses 42 to 47, just six verses. Today we're going to look at verse 42, which mentions four things that the believers did. It should be on screen. The believers devoted themselves to apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, prayer. Wow, that's an awful lot going on just in one verse. These four things do create a special unity. These early Christians were unified in their beliefs because they were all receiving teaching from the apostles that Jesus trained. They've got amazing fellowship together. They have meals together. They share everything they own. Acts 42.32. And their prayers, yes, their prayers, unite them before God. Well, that sounds utterly amazing to me to have fellowship and meals and share everything they own and you get united before God. Bring it on. Last week, Trevor spoke about the first thing that they did and that is they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. This week, we're going to look at the next two things that these believers did. They devoted themselves to... Fellowship and breaking of bread. I'll pray. Heavenly Father and our living God, please help us to devote ourselves to these things. May we be people today in your church who are devoted to teaching of your word, fellowship with one another, devoted to breaking of bread, and please, Father, may we be devoted to prayer. Amen. Let's look at fellowship first. The Oxford Dictionary says fellowship is a noun. It's defined as a friendly association especially with people who share the same interests. Sound familiar? Kind of like us. Being around other believers really gives us a chance to learn and grow in our faith, sharing our common interest in Christianity, no matter where we are in our faith. Beginning, very mature, doesn't matter. Fellowship provides us with strength and it always grows us as Christians. <laughs> In a chat I had with Howard just this morning, 
he mentioned to me, just in passing, about a group of KYB leaders up in the Tablelands. And, it, and he said that they had been working really hard to build fellowship with one another. He said that they'd been to meeting recently, um, a meeting to plan some things and troubleshoot. Well, because of the fellowship that they'd already had and built, they got that common vision. Howard mentioned just how well the meeting went because of their good fellowship with each other and with God. In our reading of 1 John 1 this morning, verse 3, we proclaim to you that what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. So there's two key ideas to help us understand the biblical teaching of fellowship. Firstly, we can have fellowship with each other because we have a common interest, a relationship with Christ. We share him in common. Fellowship certainly is sharing a common life with each other through a relationship with God and Jesus. Fellowship means that we belong to each other because we share with one another, that common life of grace, Jesus. So true Christian fellowship is a relationship. It's not just an activity. The second key idea comes from the fact that the New Testament Greek word for fellowship can also mean to share together. So it's like a partnership. Fellowship also means we've been brought into a partnership with each other and with our Saviour. Doing that, we will fulfil God's will and we will glorify. It's really easy in Australia, I think, to have fellowship with each other. We just woke up, got in our cars, and came here this morning, chit-chat. Have a bit of morning tea afterwards. We've got fellowship in our home groups, our, our women's events, our men's events, our family events, our coffee mornings, our play groups. It's really easy for us to have a lot of fellowship. And God has truly blessed NHA by just having the one combined church service where young or old or in the middle, <laughs> doesn't matter, we get together and gather together to know each other. It truly is a blessing to have fellowship as our whole church family. Yeah, it's really easy to have fellowship in Australia. But it's not that easy for some people. Right now, 
One in seven Christians throughout the world are persecuted because of their faith. They're denied access to jobs and education. They're excluded from aid and, and, and community resources. Many persecuted Christians are attacked and abused. Their churches demolished. Their businesses destroyed. Or even worse. Let's just assume for a minute that you, you are a Christian living in North Korea. North Korea is currently number one on the list of persecuted countries in the world. It's followed by Somalia, Libya, Eritrea, Yemen, Nigeria, Pakistan, Sudan, goes on It is impossible for Christians to live freely in North Korea. If discovered, if they're discovered, believers are deported to labour camps as political criminals where they face a life, hard labour, which very few survive, or they're just killed on the spot. And the same fate awaits their family members too. That'll teach them. There are believed to be tens of thousands of Christians held in labour camps in North Korea alone. Meeting for worship is almost impossible and it's got to be done in the utmost secrecy. Brave risk, of course. Pretty hard for them to have fellowship, right? So here you are. You're in North Korea. You're also desperate to hold on to God's love with little or no sign that there are any other Christians around because they're all very scared. You've got access to a secret radio to hear the Bible stories that will equip you to share the gospel. But having that radio means you face perhaps imminent persecution. Can you even imagine how awful that would feel? This following example was reported by an organisation called Open Doors. You've probably heard of Open Doors. Yeah, which since 1955, that's been um, serving the persecuted and strengthening the church throughout the world. Open Doors says online, I looked at it again this morning, a lady called Ji-ho, J-I-H-O. Any relation, Peter and Peggy? <laughs> says online, Ji-ho recalls the pain she felt when she saw her father huddled in a corner. She ran to him while the authorities tore their home apart. Once a place of safety, their home was now filled with the darkness of uncertainty and with persecution happening right in front of her. As she cried, Upa, for her father, the state security agents uncovered his secret book, the Bible, 
That was just one of two items they were looking for. Intertwined in each other's arms, Jiho and her father wept, knowing this would be their last moment together. He was taken away moments later and he was never seen again. Now the other item that they were looking for that they didn't find, it was, a, it was that radio. It was hidden behind a picture of Kim Jong-un at, and the state uh, security agents didn't dare touch that photo. So This radio had connected Chiho and her father to the outside world. He, he'd managed to get it um, on the black market. Even though he knew it was dangerous, he took the risk because it was leading him to a story of hope, light. Chi-Ho began tuning the radio that her father had left. And one day she heard through this tiny little radio, you are the salt of the earth. If salt loses its taste, what good is it? In a single moment, Chi-Ho reconnected with the memory of her father because these were the exact words he had spoken to her. He'd already told her of a wise teacher who taught about being the salt of the earth. Little did she know this teacher was Jesus. So despite being unable to speak about Jesus, Jiho decided that the only way forward was to practice saltiness. And she did this because she shared food with her neighbours, even though she hardly had any food to share. This is a true representation of God's love. A really good example of just how hard and dangerous it can be for some people in the world to have a Christian fellowship. We're so blessed in Australia, aren't we? Perhaps many people today consider it to be of, of little importance, but fellowship in the body of Christ is not an option. It's absolutely necessary. God has called us to put his family together and to accomplish his purpose. We should never forget that when we have Christian fellowship, we're sharing and working together towards a common goal, the kingdom of God. Now the second point, breaking of bread. The very first mention of breaking bread in the Bible is in Genesis 18. When the Lord visited Abraham, the Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre which, while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and he saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and he bowed low to the ground and he said, If I have found favour in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant. Let a little water be brought, and you may all wash your feet and rest under the tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed, and then go on your way. 
Wow. Abraham, seen these people before. What does breaking of bread mean? Well, it can obviously mean eating and, and sharing bread. Breaking of bread together can also mean becoming one body in Christ. Scholars actually debate whether the breaking of bread refers to the Lord's Supper or, or to sharing meals. And Acts 2.46 gives us a clue to the answer. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, ate together. Glad, sincere hearts. So considering that early church members lived together and shared everything in common, it's reasonable to assume that breaking of bread refers to both Lord's Supper sharing meals together. And that's something we do very well at NHA. We have fellowship and bread breaking when we have the Lord's Supper and at morning tea every, every Sunday after church. And, and I think this, this is absolutely awesome. Thank you, Lord. God has arranged for this sermon on fellowship, breaking bread, to be on the very day that we're having our potluck lunch. Lots of fellowship, breaking of bread. How amazing is that? Thank you, Father. Plans are perfect. As Christians, we should look back fondly to that period in history when the church was birthed at Pentecost, when 3,000 souls were saved in one day. <laughs> it was a time when the Holy Spirit of God came to dwell in, in the hearts of all who trusted Jesus. The day when Christ's disciples who walked with Emmanuel, Jesus, on the shores of Galilee, were taught by Jesus, by the Spirit of God. A day when believers in Christ were continually, it just said, we just read that, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. We do that today, continually. Today, we really do um, endure the shocking abandonment of religion throughout the world. We endure the horrendous false teachings in churches. We yearn for those early days when apostolic teaching, communal fellowship, breaking of bread, earnest prayer, was the beautiful, beautiful signature of the body of Christ. Please, Father, may we soon return to such godly ways. There might be times when we're discouraged by all that's going on today. I know I am often. But Christ himself said, from the beginning, he said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. 
Matthew 16, 18. So we are obviously called to have the same heart as that first church in Jerusalem. We therefore need to be devoted to the apostles' teaching. We need to be devoted to fellowship, breaking of bread, prayer. I'll pray now. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for the wonderful example of the early church who continually devoted themselves to apostolic teaching, Christian fellowship, breaking of bread, earnest prayer. Father, as we eagerly await the return of our dear Lord Jesus, may we follow the wonderful example of the early members of Christ's body. And may we really seek to share the truth of the glorious gospel, the grace of God with everyone we meet, humility and with love. Pray this in Jesus' mighty name.